Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What are you doing? Go back. Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new MA Roasted podcast. Uh, you asked for mayhem. Mayhem is always going to be here as long as. Uh, as long as you're free. Um, but it's going to be an amazing show. We also have Kelvin or Jordy. Uh, uh calling in. My man Kelvin's going to be here. Uh, I want to thank Speedweed. Listen, marijuana is legal in California, so don't leave your house to get it. You go to a dispensary. It's like a Walmart now on Black mm. Friday. People are fighting. There's yeah. like, it's, it's crazy, all right? Get it delivered. Speedweed will take care of it. Uh, me and my wife, we use the, uh, the THC sex lube. Yeah. Uh, definitely... <laughs> Amazing, high quality. They have edibles. They have whatever you need. Mentioned roasted, ten dollars off, hundred dollars or more. Um, also, I got to talk to you about okay, uh, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Okay, they make deep sleep capsules. Okay, and adaptogenic mushroom capsules to help you sleep. Okay, I definitely need that because adaptogenic. Yes, because I I have trouble sleeping. Um, also, uh, they have MCT oil and coconut oil. You put it in your coffee. Uh, you get CBD. You could you get a, you could get a post workout shake. You get a potent dose of CBD. Check out their products at scmedicinals.com. Use the code Roasted for ten percent off and free shipping. Highly recommend. Uh, so. Let's talk about last week. After the show, I think it was two Tuesdays ago, uh, we did a show uh, at the Dime Bar. And nice. I was like, Mayhem, want to do comedy at the Dime Bar? You showed up. Uh, and it was awesome doing comedy with you, man. Got some laughs. You got some laughs. Got some. I mean, I fucking did great, bro. I was a standing ovation. <laughs> of that killed it, bro. Well, there, there were no seats. I'm like, baby, they ain't cooking this bitch. Uh, yeah, yeah, people <laughs> were running for the rat. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so that was uh, that was awesome. First of all, it was, it's like a, a small room. It's like holds like 25 people. So it's a great place to work out new stuff. And I was surprised because I was like, hey, do you want to do stand up? And I was a little I'm like, am I pressuring you to do it? I don't want to like. Put that shit on you. It's the worst thing you want is someone to do comedy who does not really. And you were like, no, I did an open mic the night before. Yeah, I did. Which yeah. was, I was like, okay. Well, yeah, yeah I'm working some shit out. It's actually coming together. I mean, I'm no Brendan Schwab, but I mean, I've definitely got some skills. <laughs> but, yeah, but, uh, and then, and then you said that you had gotten laid right before, which is, uh, uh, you were like walking kind of funny towards the stage. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, fucking, um, uh, I mean, I must have caught something, or I, I don't I, know. You said I we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get over to, uh, you know, the fucking doctor down the street. And yeah, get, yeah, get a full checkup. What are those guys? I, I needed some THC oil lube. Yeah, or some shit. Like, <laughs> tell your wife to you like, didn't share use it. That shit. Yeah, uh, you don't have any more samples. I no, come on, bro. Of course, yeah. I actually sometimes like I like uh, think about bringing it with me on the, on the road. Yeah, but then I'm like, what if I get busted with this? Like, how how sad? But you know, but it's all it's like unpacking with... the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. So no, but it was cool doing comedy with you. <laughs> soy sauce. Uh, I felt bad because I was I wanted you to tell that story and I was like yelling it out while you were on stage. Yeah. Like, 
I, I, I didn't prepare the story. Like, and then you tried to tell the story and it bombed too. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, well I'm glad that a professional comedian who's a fucking gangster had this shit also fucked this story up. <laughs> because, like, I told the story and it was just crickets. The bunch of damn. Well, you kind of said the punchline before. The story you know, was. You're right. But he went to Japan to fight in Pride. Yeah. He asked the people, hey, make sure you guys get. I want to get Japanese girls dressed up oh, as right, girls. Oh, right, right. <laughs> for the for the thing, but they got actual Japanese schoolgirls. So the girls eleven like years old. Yeah, they were like twelve. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So then he gets and, and then his corner is like, I think that one girl is looking at me during his fight. <laughs> and, and, like, bro, <laughs> she's not. Yeah, so you that, know, I mean, age of consent in Japan. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but but yeah, so that was that was the story, which I thought was hilarious. But it was good. You did a bunch of jail jokes. You said I just got out, and I think people weren't didn't know if you were actually kidding or not. Uh, but it was good. It was it was it's all jokes. It was no, it was very it was good. So anyway, after that, I flew to. It was, I had a crazy week. I had to do a show in the, in the uh, military. I flew from L.A. to Miami to the Bahamas. Did a show. I didn't even know we had bases in the Bahamas, uh, which was I didn't either. Yeah, if you're stationed, cool. I would want to be stationed in the Bahamas. I knew Hawaii. Hawaii is a big one for Marines, but I had no idea we had. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was That's mostly. It was mostly rad. Air Force. Then back to Miami. Back to a different base in the Bahamas. Back to Fort Lauderdale. Back to Baltimore. To Greenland. And then did a show in Greenland, which I didn't know that we had a base there either. We do. We have. There's like a hundred troops in Greenland that the U.S. has, and it's night. All it's like nighttime. One so hundred, three months I, around there. It's like <laughs> awesome. it's like ninety nine dudes and like one girl. I'm like this is like <laughs> a fucking bachelorette here. Uh, and about then, right. but we, they actually took us to this room and showed us like basically it's like three dudes like this looking at a monitor and watching to see if missiles are coming in from Europe. All like Oy. to see. It's just three guys. I'm like, I've never felt less safe in my life. Wow. But there's never been a missile. Who's going to bomb Lost. us? Lithuania? They're just, I don't understand. They're really good at their jobs. Yeah. yeah. They never fall asleep. And then, and then they were like, do you have any questions? Because the last question, guys uh, asked us, uh, where we hide the aliens? So I thought that was actually kind of funny. Wait, is that our only defense against missiles? Is dudes look, watching a monitor in like some base? But there's like 10 bases around the world that we have. And so everybody's so watching the like, monitor. Yeah, yeah. There's like oh, okay. 18 guys. Yeah. There's like one dude like in a security <laughs> closet like, hey, we got a missile coming over here. Somebody run. No, and then, the, and, then the, and then the guy showing me the tour was named was an Asian guy named Officer Bang. So, no so, way, dude. Yeah, so I wanted to be like, meet the gang, Bang. Like I, I had all these fucking jokes for him. Lieutenant Bang. Lieutenant Bang. <laughs> and I was like, I, you know, during the show, I'm like, when you're behind him, are you like, what's my name? Bang, bang. And like, <laughs> I just, all these, uh, it was hilarious. But then um, I was it at least like like B H A N G? No, it was, or was it no, just it was straight, straight up bang. bang. It was it was a straight bang. Uh, so the, so that was pretty cool. Like the shows itself were awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, Officer Bang was there. And then we had one night in Miami, me and the comics, sweet overnight. So I was like, you know what? We had the night off. So I I, I knew a guy. There was a strip club right next to our hotel. But Greenland, like, we're talking. No, 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 in Miami. Oh, Miami. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? If you guys want to go to a strip club, I have a friend named DJ Platypus, right? Who, uh, <laughs> it's a and he's a, he's a DJ, DJ in Miami at Tootsie's, which is like the best strip club in Tootsie's, right? Like, I mean, I mean, I'm mean, best club in like Miami. It's so I All brought right. the guys over and. Uh, and then, it, but it's different when you when you're married going to a strip club versus when you're single. When you're single, you can like, sure. like pull girls. And For like sure. This well, you don't. I mean, uh, I'm not going to talk about it. Well, 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 talk about <laughs> well, it. I was going to say well, you don't, don't feel bad about it when you're single. Well, like, 
when you go and you're married yeah. or like in a relationship, you're like, oh, okay. well, I know. And like, I knew my wife <laughs> like, I'm here. wanted me to be there. I'm, but here. I'm not going to call and be like, Hey, it's okay if I go to a strip right. club. Cause she'll say, no, uh, better I, to ask for forgiveness than permission, dude. Always. Right. And then a part of me felt like, yeah, no, I'm home with the baby right now and blah, blah, blah. So, so I like went and, uh, my friends bought me a lap dance, but I, I didn't take it. Cause I, I promised my wife I wouldn't get a lap. Dance. You just gave her That's fair. the money. So no, I gave, I gave it to yeah. somebody else. I gave it to the yeah. guy who bought it. I'm like, I'm like, you, you take it. Right. So then we go back to, uh, I, so I, I go back home and my wife says, and I, and the problem is I have shared locations on my phone. Nice. And, and my, so <laughs> she's cyber stalking your strip club she's movements. She's like, this motherfucker. Oh, that's good <laughs> though. But you didn't get a lap dance that so she got like GPS on your dick. Well, no, but we did, we did like an, well, we, what happened was I accidentally shared locations, but now if I take it off, so no, something's up. <laughs> so now, accidentally. So huh? now I can't. So then I come back home and I'm, I'm lying there with my wife and she's like, you know, sp uh, something came up. She's like, Speaking of you not telling the truth, and then my my leg started shaking, and then, like, <laughs> then it was something completely different. And then she goes, "What? What did you do?" And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, nothing. And I started like turning. I'm like, I'm going to bed. Like I made it so. Oh yeah. She's like, what Just did you silent. do? She's like, what did you do? I'm like, I, I didn't do anything. She's like, did you did you dance with a girl? I'm like, no. Did you go to a strip club? <laughs> and I'm like, damn, oh. on the second second try. try? And I don't want to lie. I fucking hate. It. So I was like. Yeah, I went to a strip. Fine, I went to a strip club, but I didn't get a lap dance. And, and then I was, like, and then she, I'm like, but the other guys were like smacking girls' asses. With I was handing them with all hills. Like, but the other guys, the other guys were doing it. She's you like, were there. But she, yeah, she's like, what are you, Takashi? Are you fucking snitch? Like, what are you snitching yeah. on? She called me Takashi. Right? Sixty nine on your face. So, so then I, it was just one of those things. Where I was telling her like, oh, no, I just went up to, an, which I did. I was actually handing the dollar bills to the girls. Oh, here you go. So. Man. Anyway, so that was you gotta use thank, you, thank you for your service. From now on, but my wife was cool about it. She's like, "Why don't you just?" Uh, I go, "I go, you're hot." Listen, I go, "Listen, I go, you're hotter than in all the strippers." And and if and I go, if you were up there, I would have made it rain. And she goes, "Yeah, with divorce papers." And I'm like, <laughs> like, she was just killing me, dude. It's fucking killing me. Burn. So that was that was my whatever. But we're cool. We, we it was a little bit of an argument, but she was happy. How long did this argument go on? Was it worth the strip club? Twenty time? minutes, thirty minutes. Oh uh, yeah. I feel totally like she it. has to understand that you're in this world of like young single dudes and now you're the married guy, but you can't, you've still got to be kind of cool. So you got to like lead the way. That's what I said. I go, I don't want to be the only guy who's like, I can't go because my wife won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, yeah, well, you, you know, I, you don't want to be that guy. Well, but I feel like that's the guy who's like a cheater or like a pedophile. Like, that's the guy with like fucking <laughs> secrets. You no, know? you like, want to be the, you want to be the cool older married dude that gives the little bits of advice throughout the night where you're like, well, I don't do that if I were you. Slow down on with that Look, one. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? Like this kind of stuff. <laughs> Got to guide these young gentlemen. Every group needs that guy. It well, is a gentleman's club. It's a hero. Well, that's why I didn't want to go there and just I, I, like I, so I went there and it was fine. You're right. I did ask for forgiveness, but uh, than permission. But I just I, I can't stand being the guy who has to ask for permission to do stuff from your wife. I've always felt like those or guys anyone. were weird, and at the same time, my wife she she, she wasn't she handled it pretty well. Like she she didn't get mad. She goes, I don't care if you go to strip clubs. I'm like, but I'm it was not an going. hours worth of bickering, right? And you're still you're taking well, up no, ten minutes of the podcast well, crying you, you about. You told your me wife to write this shit down. You, you told me to be more organized. This is part of the yeah. organization. Right, uh, right. So, but here's the thing. I was like, uh, she's like, well, how do I know if you didn't tell me about this? How do I know that you're not Ooh. doing other things and having a secret girlfriend? Oh, God. And I'm like, or having a slippery slope. Fuck. And I'm you like, you know what, man? You're impeached. 
You're getting impeached right now. What do you mean I'm getting impeached? I think your wife is She's impeaching you. Inquiry. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I'm like, do you really think if I had a girlfriend, I would tell you if I had a... about this? Like, why would I... But, but, uh, well, yeah, but the thing was, you weren't upfront about it. You didn't like... That's what she says. But she's like, I'm like, listen, I don't have a private life. I don't have a private girlfriend. I don't, I don't cheat on you. But, but then I get... I go, the problem is, I go, I have a category of things that I'm not going to tell my wife mm. because it'll just be... Uh, I'm going to uh, stop you right there. <laughs> That go in my experience with women, and it's thorough. <laughs> that, that that's like lying by, by omission. So like in their mind, you're omitting that because you got something to hide. But isn't that? But then, but no, no, no. I'm just gonna stop you right there and admit that if you tell her, then it's just even more piling on. There's no way to win this. This is what I'm saying to you: is that Correct. you're just in the fucking hellscape that is marriage. And we'll never, you'll never get out of it till you're fucking divorced. And then you're going through the fucking custody battle every day. And then, I'm sorry, uh, I'm being kind of negative about this. <laughs> but, but I'm just telling you that, like, you can't win. But bro. isn't there a just category of things? <laughs> but sometimes, up, bro. the way I was looking at it was like, there's a category of like, all right, this is not cheating. Mm. And this is not like... I'm not fucking around. Yeah, At the same so time, if the, I tell her, it's, it's going to be way more of a fucking problem. Am I going to get the argument for for not telling her sometime, maybe eventually? Or do I tell her and know well, that here's there's an happened. argument exactly. coming? There's no winning. Until here's you the, cut so it's like, it's like ripping the Band-Aid off. Like, fuck well, here's it. What, the I what happened up. was... I went to his, what happened was Hendo came to my show, Dan Henderson. Beautiful. And he, he's like, after the, this is my, my wife was eight and a half months pregnant. And afterwards in Vegas, he goes, hey, we're, we're going to a strip club. I'm having an after party on a party bus. And I'm like, fucking Dan Henderson. And like, you know, yes. what's his name? Aljamain Sterling. Absolutely. And this one was there. And uh, all these people. And Gian Vellante. 100% you go. So I went. 100%. Now, I didn't, I didn't tell my wife because she's eight and a half months pregnant. But on the way to driving her to give birth, they, they was like, uh, they were talking about this stuff on Howard Stern. And I'm like, oh, strip clubs aren't even that good. When was the last time you went? I, was, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And, 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 <laughs> Not and then even she started about, crying. Uh, and, and went into labor? Yeah, but I figured that like that would be... Oh, you told her why she was in labor? No. Or you sent her into labor? That. While I was driving, <laughs> her water was like... <laughs> while I was driving for her to give birth. Like, so then, she, then that became a thing of like... She started crying, but I'm like, well, you know what? I'm like, this will be way more pain. Labor will be more painful than what she's in now. So maybe that'll counteract the the, the anger. Just get it all out. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I was like, I was like, then my excuses were like, but babe, you know, you were pregnant. And my body was in pain. I, so here's the thing. I, I didn't get a lap dance. Some people were buying. I go, but I did get a, a massage. Like I got one, but not like in the back not room. A half, no, but like, you know, those ladies, they don't even, they're not strippers. They like come a Thai massage lady. They give you like elbow massages oh, while yeah. you're sitting there. Well, try explaining that to your wife who's about to give, because it just became like, why would you get a massage? I was stressed. I was the one carrying your fucking baby for eight hours. And it just became, oh God. So Man, the strip club was still married. The strip club was a sore it's a subject. It's a miracle. Anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> I ain't going to no strip club, so I feel all right. What's going on with you? Everything, nothing. I mean, something. I'm here. Thank you. When's the book coming out? I got to ask you. So last time... Hector Lombard on the show, yeah. right? Who's the biggest fan ever? Uh, by the way, thanks for all the comments, Bob. I'm only here for mayhem. Someone wrote, even Hector's only here for mayhem. And then someone else wrote, I'm only here for Adam. Just kidding, mayhem. Now people are just fucking being total dicks. Thank uh, you, cool, fans, cool. for letting me know that you're only here for. I appreciate that. So, uh, 
you, he said, hey, go do this, do that, bare knuckle boxing. And you said, hey, I'm kind of having a difficult time right now with the, <laughs> with the sobriety and just transition. Just adjusting to the world, bro. But what did you mean by that? Well, what, do we, what do you mean? What do you mean? Okay, let me put you in your bathroom for a year and then let you out. No phone, nothing. Just like uh, a shitty television that you got to stare at through a... You know, gra- no, I get, watch no, I get why, but I, like exactly like what's going on. Well, because, all right. So, you know, when you go to the damn, you know, your, your wife tell you, go get cereal. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the cereal aisle and then you just like realize that there's so many types of cereal mm-hmm. and that little bit of anxiety. Now multiply that by a billion and you have a little bit of what I'm going through. So right Because now- like now there's so much stuff to do. There's so many like things to decide and. You know, the whole world's becoming open to me as people realize that I'm like sane now and like a normal guy. You know, it, it's like I have the, all these opportunities presented to me and it's it's difficult to like, you know, kind of like choose your path. It's a good problem to have, but it's a problem nonetheless. Like, I, I think that reintegrating into society after a long absence from it is more difficult than people, you know, realize. And, you know, it's my hope... And, and right now I'm helping a lot of guys who are going through that same, that same process. I'm, it's helping me to help them because, you know, the recidivism rate is really high because once you get used to standing in front of your door and getting your food and get like just being a damn, you know, kind of a leech on society, it's hard to go back, you know, hard to go back to like being a normal human. And I, you know, that's what I'm going through. And, and I, you know, it's getting easier every day, every week, and it is cool. Now, now, but the reality is, bro, is that, that this is a damn tough trend. I'm a totally different person than two months, three months ago. Do you feel in a way that you've missed out on life? Like life's kinda... Of course, of course. But, you know, that's my own damn fault. You know, if I wasn't acting like a madman, destroying my entire house, you know what I mean? Fighting with the cops, like, I wouldn't have had to go through that, but... You know, the, our society has some damn rules. We live in a society. Are friends helping you out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, undoubtedly, if, you know, you especially, you know, and uh, a, a bunch of people with Pillars uh, Recovery, which is a, a place that I work with now, that they have really been instrumental in my success. You know, th- this type of, uh, you know, nobody gives a shit about a dude who's a criminal, but they forget that these guys are human beings. <laughs> and, like, they have some greatness in them everybody does and if you can harness that and like bring it back to the forefront instead of all that bad behavior that you know uh you know feeds into this negativity you know you can help people rise up and all the society rises up but no one gives a shit everyone does people do that <laughs> but here's, <laughs> why I get, here's why i get nervous for you uh because Uh-oh. okay so you came Uh-oh. over to help coach wrestling and we had a great time you were a fantastic coach. I mean, you were so patient. I love the kids, man. I, I so love So patient, so good. But afterwards, I'm like, hey, come inside. Let's get some food, right? Well, in my house. We're in my house, and you're meeting my baby and playing with people here, and everything's great. Now, I have a wacky neighbor, right? <laughs> my neighbor, I mean, when I say wacky, like, ne- just next Across level. The street. Across the street, yeah, yeah. What's their ethnicity? So she's white. All right, so, but. Jewish. That's <laughs> coming. But, sure. For so sure so she constantly lets her baby, who's two years old, naked, <laughs> running around the, the front yard, which is bad for like a hundred different reasons. Number one, there's pedophiles out there. Like, the kid's too old to be naked. Like, why is the kid. Just all kinds of shit, right? Really? So, too? so I'm talking to. It just. Yeah. Talk. Doesn't matter. It's a, it's a boy. It just, it just doesn't. 
Bro, little also, dick. If it's a girl, it's okay. It, 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 Listen, it little matter. dick swinging in the fucking breeze, bro. It's, it's not. It was it was disturbing. It, he of, he warned me about it, and I still wasn't mentally so prepared over, to see over, a little and, uncircumcised and dick swinging in the wind. But she's super nice, and, and she's sweet. Is she though? Okay, she's nice enough. Okay, and normal. But at the same time, it's one of those things where you're like. Uh, this person maybe what? So I look over and I'm like, oh shit, that fucking kid's naked again. Because these kids like eight hours outside naked. Oh, so I, so Mayhem goes, she comes to the door, and Mayhem comes out and goes, put some clothes on that kid, right? And I'm just, <laughs> I can't help it, bro. I'm a confrontational person, right? It, it, you know, and then it, she, if it was his daddy out there with the dick swinging in the wind, I would have told him put course, some goddamn course, pants on. Of course. So she goes. Who are you? And you go, Mayhem. And I'm like, <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, uh, And then she goes, I just are you, you his <laughs> cousin or something? I was like, yeah, I'm his cousin. So then she goes, she goes, oh, so she starts rambling. And he goes, all right, I just, I want to, I don't want to see that kid's a wiener anymore, right? Or so, something to that extent. And I go, Mayhem, come, come here. Like, get away from the door. Like, just come back in the house, right? So, so I go, dude. Okay, and I backed I, off. Of course, of course. You shut down, but I go, bro, listen, this woman's, Obviously, something's an issue, but she goes home and she Googles mayhem, right? <laughs> and all your shit comes up. And then she goes, oh, no. And she makes a phone call and says, this guy told me to inappropriate, like, cut my wiener away. I, I was like, thing. How much? It was, it was, they can't violate me for telling a kid to put his wiener they away. Can't, but what? I, but, <laughs> but it was like I was thinking of like ten different directions where this could have gotten wrong. See, right? but your and anxiety. No, no, look, you said thank I you. I have like a lack of anxiety about most stuff, and you have like a super anxiety about everything. I think we have a nice little balance 1, here. One thousand percent. I take things. Because I'm like, like, I'm always. I ain't breaking I'm, the law. One. I'm always. If like, anything, this lady breaking the law. Hey, that's disturbing the peace. Put that uncircumcised dick away. And I was like, I, I don't know. Well, the point is, is that it was, I, I think I think circumcised. I think they're Jewish. But anyway, so they they, <laughs> Wait, they came over. Bro, know. why are you looking at that wiener I'm so not, hard, bro? I'm not, I, just, I just know they're Jewish. But uh, so so so, and they were on our property. But I I always so I'm saying I do think of like the Wait, worst. So they were in your. They came That's over. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, look, they I wouldn't have said nothing. They're 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 friends, friendly ish. Ish. Yeah, okay. No, no, That's weird. no, no. This kid is doing a power move, bro. I thought, I this thought kid's they were coming across over the street with on their circumcised cock. No, he was on. Like I wouldn't have said shit, but all of a sudden, <laughs> this little Neanderthal baby wanders over. The point is, the point is, look, with his dick the point, hanging the point out, is, though, is offensive. I know, but to I'm me and to the rest of America. Okay, Adam. but I'm but I'm looking at worst case scenario, right? What's Which the is, worst case scenario? Is that you end up in some ridiculous scenario, bro? I where, wish the cops where, would show up and I'd be like, no, look you, at this no, baby dick. That, that's somebody that's, get this baby that's dick where I get worried about off you, his property. That's where I get right worried about now. you. I get worried about you because yes, you're in the right. But when you're around other people that are maybe a little off, okay, your offness comes out. Listen, a little you didn't bit. get it. Yeah, I was hitting on that chick. I no, was no. trying to be her. I was so, trying to be her new baby no, dad. The point is, is that you and then we could live then, right across then, like, the street from for, each other. But then for like the next two weeks, I thought like mayhem needs somebody around him <laughs> at all times. All times. <laughs> get the fuck. Telling out of him, here. dude. Okay, you're right. You're you're completely in the right. Look, but where like you're at? You're starting right now at like. Negative twenty-seven, <laughs> and everyone else is at zero. I hear okay? you. <laughs> so, Look, I'll admit, okay, I was a little aggressive <laughs> with my tell that baby to get his dick off my lawn type attitude. Oh, right. You're right. All right, you know the jailhouse. I worry about someone me. hearing this fucking podcast. Okay, but but, oh, but, but I don't. But you gotta admit that. Look. I mean, no, look. you're in the right. But what my point is that I think crazy people or people <laughs> are attracted off, to me. They attracted to you, and they bring out your sense of like. 
craziness or inappropriateness, <laughs> and then you're the one who's going to get in trouble. No, no, but here's the thing is that, that you understand that I like took it upon myself to do that because I knew I don't live here. And I don't, it, th that way, so, I don't live here. And I'm, 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 I'll be over at your house every once in a while, yeah. but not, not all the time. You have 12 strikes against you. Right yeah. Now. But what I'm saying is, is that I was trying to do you a solid by making it uncomfortable for half. I mean, I, since she I doesn't wanna, even, I don't she wanna, doesn't think it's uncomfortable but, that a two-year-old, when, when does that baby get to put no, the pants on? No, but you get yourself in these, you get yourself Five? in these wacky scenarios. Like, yeah, you get yourself in these scenarios, you're like, wait, naked in a church with a fire extinguisher? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's almost like a game of Mad Libs, where you just like, <laughs> just, like, I'm well aware. Was blank, I always in do. A blank, yeah. In a blank, in a blank, I do self-reflection, bro. So, I get it that I'm not exact, I'm always so, in a wacky situation. But mayhem at Adam house with the baby with no clothes on that just made me feel weird it, all you're over. right but and I, I was trying to help I, you out I understand it. don't but now I caused you more pain no and I'm sorry let's just help you out okay <laughs> yeah. let's say don't worry about me before, before, I got this. no before you yell out put some I don't want to see his wiener okay <laughs> to the mother of a fucking child right and I, I don't want to see his wiener either this I, naked no one, baby thing is nobody wants to see sensitive. wiener no but the thing is I don't, you don't want to see the wiener I don't want to your wife don't want to see it and your little baby does not to be exposed to wieners this early but in I want to see you again Okay, but what the hell's gonna happen? Is if that the cops gonna... show up? It was a, it was a calculated risk there. Don't Adam you understand Hunter. that like you're not a great lawyer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and objection. Let's, let's just let's just say that like sustain. Let's just say that okay, you you need like a Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder saying mayhem. You're right, but let's just. Fucking I have that guy. I just tell him to shut the fuck up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's fair. Uh, so, all right. Moving on. You know what? Fine. If you don't want me to, you know, give opinions on baby dicks, I don't. Fine. What I want you to do is just think to yourself, there are some crazy people out there, and I don't have to out-crazy them, or or I don't have to tell them, that, right? Just think about Bro, it yourself. Why are you like, trying to suck all the fun out of my life, dude? Dude. I don't, come on, because it, I, honestly, I think it'll be something so fucking stupid that'll set you back there. And listen, be, I, I felt like that lady was flirting with me a little bit. She might have been. been. She you know what? Been. I, I think okay, we're like I this close to I sucking face. And I, I, and I and then that was a point where I, I'm sitting there thinking, "Fuck, man!" Like th he's gonna have a tough time because because little, little things are gonna fucking set him off, nah. and you're in the right. And it's like. No, but here's the thing. Well, you're not getting, Adam. I appreciate you're so worried about me. Is that I knew where the line was. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I danced you know. right up to it. No, I man. danced right up to it. Hey, and then I made her my friend. By the end of that, she's like, okay, see you later. Right, she's right. All my, she's course, my BFF. But, but the reality was is that I had to say something. You also, yeah, like, I'm not the kind of person to shut the fuck up, okay? Right, I just, I had to say something because this baby dick was making everyone uncomfortable. Okay, Your right. wife, you, and you live there, so you can't really say nothing. I realize I don't live here, so I can put a little, a little seed, put the seed, put the seed of but doubt know, in her but head. It's like, but it's like, maybe it's okay. time to put some. Ba when, when, when? So when, okay, when that kid's thirteen and your daughter's twelve, and that kid's swinging dick around, just remember <laughs> that Mayhem was the first one to say, "Put some pants on." I, I will remember that, but I also like, for example, like when you someone says, "Hey, we should do a podcast," and you show up at their house and in their basement, and they're like, "What the fuck, are you breaking in my house?" I was drunk when I said that, right? And then they pull a gun on you. Okay, the thing to do is not say, "I'm not scared of death." Pull it, right? Like maybe it's just time to get the fuck out of the house. Man, you know. Well, you know what? 
duly noted. All right. So <laughs> I think before we, especially me, before I take a side on this argument, I got to see that baby's dick. Uh, <laughs> I, it all depends on how big see, it is, dude. See? Dude, it was offensive. It was big enough to be offensive. His dad is definitely too, of yeah. African descent. All right, descent. so how are you doing? What's, go what's going on with you? Well, I ain't going to lie. Um, <laughs> Please don't. No big deal. I think uh, everybody at some point, if they're in a serious relationship, they come to like their sexual limit, mm -hmm. meaning like they've pretty much done everything they can think of. You know, you do doggy style, you do missionary, and it's like, what else is there? You know, Ass blasting. Well, I do, yeah, ass, uh, ass blast, all that stuff. So I reached my limit. So I'm sort of like exploring new things. And I just explored like the best thing I've ever came across of all time just by accident. What is this? I went to Target and... Uh, <laughs> That's it. I was just doing, I was went doing to Target. Like, I was doing holiday shopping, mm -hmm. and I went to the men's section, and I saw they have like a bunch of like holiday like onesies, like costumes. Like I found a turkey costume, and like there's a Santa Claus costume. <laughs> so I bought the turkey costume. Nice. And I brought it home. I put it on, and I was like, this actually feels kind of cool, you know. I'm like a Thanksgiving turkey, you know. And so I remember I have I had a reindeer one from last year. I let my girlfriend use the reindeer one. And I put on the turkey one. And I was like, dude, this is fucking hot. Bruh, he's be, like this is the beginning of a furry. Yeah, exactly. So you fucked her as a turkey? Well, I'm not gonna. No, he didn't fuck her. He he turkey basted a reindeer. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much exactly it, dude. So I'm I'm doing a little bit more research on the whole furry movement because when you put that outfit on, you feel like an animal. Dude. It's empowering. Yeah, yeah. Oh. very empowering. But you were, but it was a turkey. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not the, it's not, it's not my first choice. And what did like your wife or your girlfriend, uh, did she have any kind of, seems like she's always down for your adventures. Oh yeah, she's, she's always down, yeah. She was a virgin before you. I mean, how yeah. long did you play these <laughs> reindeer games? <laughs> <laughs> not long, but I do, I do have a lot of, you know. All right. Bro, this is a very, okay, so, now so that I think about it. Are you going to delve in? Is, is this a thing that you're going to like Oh yeah, I'm doing research. Into? Uh, I can know, Do like, you have an animal already picked out, bruh. or are you doing different researches? I was in a joint with I just a dude who was a furry. Really? Yeah. really? What, what happened? He's like, uh, I know, I, I saw you glance at me. I think I told you about this. This guy got involved with a triple murder in the furry community. Oh. Ooh. Wait, yeah. what? How? That's dark. I know. Was it animal cruelty? I know. Or, or, nope. Wait, wait. <laughs> animal cruelty. Wait, wait, so what happened? Uh, I mean, bro. They got God, him for damn. I hate to make the damn podcast so dark, but yeah, this guy, like... These two dudes were friends with a, another girl, all in the furry community, right? right? And apparently the girl was like 17 or so. She told the guys that her stepdad was molesting her. These dudes, uh, <clears throat> apparently, one of them was like an army vet and never really seen combat action or anything. Well, he just blasts everybody in the house with the shotgun. Nice. Fucking terrible. He went down for life. He's gone, gone away forever. But the other guy who was involved in it, I, that was the guy I knew. And he said he wasn't involved with that at all. Right. But the cops think something different. So wow. he educated me on that furry stuff. I kept asking him the weird, like, what the f you? So you dress up as a fucking like a mascot. Yeah. From high Were school you like the, the therapist in the prison? Yeah, I was, bro. I, like I, like ther I therapized everybody. Like, yeah. I just was completely... You know, like giving everybody a Did shoulder. Did people tell to cry you where on. the bodies were and stuff? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I had a guy tell me, "Yeah, they're out by the 74 freeway." <laughs> oh, I went back shit, over dude. there. They're just skeletons. Wow. I know. Who's fucking creepy? Maybe that guy's full of shit. 
But I don't know, man. Wow. Was, yeah, it was a dark, dark period Ooh. in my life. Yeah, and uh, did you feel normal? Those are my friends. But do you feel more yes. normal? So you felt like completely were- normal compared to these dudes. Like I was like. What the fuck was there anybody that made you like? I was just fucking drinking. Oh, yeah, I was just fighting. I just got in a fight with the cops. I'm not a fucking madman like these assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just fucking wizard the cops. And Tyler, what's going on with you? Uh, not much. Just got back from shooting the movie. I was out in Palm Springs for three weeks, which was fucking cool. Yeah, getting paid a lot of money for. Standing around. Hurry up and wait, dude. Right? Wow. Hurry up and wait. And it was I, a good experience. It was a great experience. Um, director's super, super cool. Big, well-known guy. So it was you cool. Can't talk about to, it. Like, can't watch it. Um, but it was cool, like, getting to watch him work and, like, see how he does stuff and, like, how he shoots and where his, you know. And we were coaching yesterday. It was our first semester back. And this little kid, like, we always get – no, no, not always get, but this one kid came back Ugh. and it – I was like, all right, uh, do some forward rolls. No. I can't. I can't. I can't. I go, okay, guys, on this team, there's no I can't, I won't, it's I will, and I just did. You know, that's what I want to hear. And then I was like, hey, go, anybody have any questions? Do we wear body armor? I was like. Body armor? I'm like, no. Like a, like a fucking taekwondo. This kid's playing too much fork knife. <laughs> and, then, and, and then we did like a sprawl, and he was like, ah. So then, uh, like, who is this kid? It was like, nah, a, never mind. It was like a 90-year-old Woody Allen. I know, yeah. On yeah. a middle no, school no. wrestling team, and, <laughs> and he was making me laugh and the other kids laugh. But I have kids that like are really good this year that like do yeah, five days a week and yada yada. So I was like, Tyler, you handle this. Yeah. And you had to kind of just. That was a. It was a blast. Really? I not? fucking had a blast. This kid like. Not a not an aggressive bone in his body. Yeah, but you know, but, like who signed trying... him up for wrestling is damn overbearing dad. I'm sure. It was... I, I don't think he. Ha- I think he yeah. has the most coddling parents in the entire. Well, I said because I was showing them the head and arm, right? And I'm basically, I'm like, okay, who's, who's ever given a noogie before, right? Raise your hand. So okay, this kind of the same, you know. And I go, who's got a noogie? And the kid never got one. So what's then, a noogie? Ty- what's a noogie? So then Tyler gave him a noogie. It was just like, yeah. I so gave him the softest, no- the softest contact I could and do. And he cried. And he was like, ah! Yeah, it was just <laughs> wow. it was fucking hilarious. It's going right. to be a long season. Yes. I told him I don't want to hear it anymore. It's okay if it hurts, but don't don't let us know it hurts. Don't yeah. ever the let them know. Seventh grader, this kid? Seventh grader. You got seventh? Seventh. Yeah, I think a lot of times you get parents. No, he's a sixth grader. No, he's seven. He's 12. No, he's seven. I asked him. Because I, I, I told him, like, oh, this is your first day of wrestling, so you're going to get away with a lot of shit. I'm, I'm not going to get mad at you, but we, we have to take it to the next level. This is, I'm not a babysitter, okay? I'm not interested in babysitting, yeah. so I'm interested in, in coaching champions. So if you want to be a champion, this is what you do. But if not, there's, other, there's all kinds of there's, there's, there's screenwriting 101. Croquet. There's like basket weaving. Go play croquet. You know, but this is not... And then I'm like, am I that asshole coach? You know, like it's hard of me. No, to, dude. You know, no. so You're like, a buttercup, okay? Like because like compared to me, I, I can't. I don't know. I'm, I, I feel like I'm a little too mean for those kids. Some, some, no, the kids that I ran into with yeah. you, those kids were all like savages. Because they want to. But yeah. this little guy, be, yeah. I might be like, oh, I might like lose my cool. I might do a lot of this like head slapping and like <laughs> walking away. You know what I mean? Nah, I, I remember those kind of. I remember my coaches like. Had no patience for like the little wimps. Well, that's the thing. It's well, then the other part of me is like, well, it'd be great to turn this kid. Exactly. You know, oh so yeah, he can become he's not something. Gonna get it anywhere else. I don't want to give up on him on the first day, especially. No, no, it's all right. At I the got same him. time, I'll take him. If this t- takes away, takes away from the rest of the kids, then we got a problem. Hey, I turned King into a 
Wrestler. Let's talk about some of the fights that went on. You watched the Jacare no. fight? No. No? No. Okay. Didn't see it yet. So it was a really, re you missed nothing. It was a really uh, boring fight. Uh, Jacare went up to 205. He looked great. I, I just think that with Jacare, it's hard because there's a guy who's not getting blown out. He's losing to guys that he would have beaten five years ago, but he's losing like by a small margin. Yeah. So you're like, it's well, just, it's, he's losing by a step. He's lost that. But step. he's, he's right there. 39 years old. I mean, it's one thing with like Chris Weidman, who's getting knocked out in 12 seconds. You're like, yeah, maybe it's time. But what, you, what do you do with Jacare? You make him a gatekeeper? I mean, that's kind of where you wants, arrive. If he wants to be. Yeah. If he uh, wants to keep look, he fighting, wants to keep fighting. Keep fighting. He wants to keep fighting. Decent you guys. Now you fought him twice, right? Yeah. Now, your second fight, you got disqualified for soccer kicking him? Nah, not disqualified. What happened? For no contest. I thought we were doing pride rules. You really thought that? Yeah. Did they tell you that? Yeah. The, but the, then when I kicked him in the head, they said it was illegal. I said, oh. Nobody said you had no idea going to that fight, you couldn't kick a guy in the head? No. Come on. I didn't. Did, what, now, what did your coaches say afterwards? They said, why did you kick him in the head? <laughs> 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 Weren't you fucking paying attention to the rules meeting? I was like, I'm better than Silva. What did you guys? They yeah. didn't do a rules meeting. Yeah, but behind? it was in Japanese. I wasn't listening. <laughs> now the first time you fought him, though, the first fight, you lost a close decision, right? Yeah, yeah. Now was he better than you expected or worse? Or did you know how good he was going to be? Yeah, it was about the, you know, it's about the, what I thought. You know, like I knew he was a tough guy. He's always been tough. But yeah, you know, I, I expected that. Now his jujitsu, were you intimidated by that at all? Nah, nah. You know, I, I like went my whole career, never tapped out. I like got choked one guy one time, but like never tapped out. So I like was not afraid of it. Who'd you get that. choked by? <laughs> Todd Carney. I hit my head on the mat and then woke up thinking I won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, choke yeah, choked me with a guillotine. That was a crazy that was like way early in my career and then I came back and mutilated. It was on like a double leg or something. Like double like leg them. Yeah. I picked like yeah, it was one of those great great moments one in of those my Matt career. Lindland moments. Well yeah, I like I, I scooped them up and I heard the crowd go <gasps> and I was like, Oh, yeah. watch this and I like spun him around to the center of the ring and jumped and I hit my head and the last thing I remember was like like thinking you can't guillotine me. I'm awesome at jujitsu. And then I woke up and Tito was looking down at me. I was like, did I win? <laughs> yeah, it was a rough one, man. That, that was funny. That was funny. But like, oh. I mean, you know, that, now, did you take losses? Were you, did you cry afterwards? Did you get upset? Were you uh, Yeah, for sure. You, you, you can't be a real competitor if you don't really give a fuck about losing. You know what yeah. I mean? I wish I could have just been like, ha ha whatever but like yeah dude and like jumping rope every day thinking about that loss is like that kind of you know singular focus I, I i really think that that was instrumental to my success you know becoming becoming a great fighter was that i i you know was was pushing myself every time and challenging myself to get better and better and and you know uh holding myself to a real high standard you know well, Tyler, like, so, so, I mean, people don't know. I mean, you're 0 3 as a fighter. You're obviously, you're a brown belt. You can kick 99% my ass, everyone else's ass. But you seem like you kind of, like, kind of didn't get that upset when you lost, right? Yeah, because, like you said, you can't be a real competitor if you don't care if you win or lose. And I'm kind of like, somewhere along the way, <laughs> I, lost that, I lost the fire of being a competitor. <laughs> no, it's funny. I was thinking about it, like, I was thinking about it last night where. I used to get so fucking angry when I would lose. Like as a kid through high school, would get so fucking angry. And 
somewhere in my competitive career in jujitsu and fighting, like that just went away. Like I just stopped caring. I was like, oh, all right, well, life goes. Like I learned that like life just goes on and like but the way you but your image going, though so like, the image whatever. that you had was that you wouldn't give a fuck well yeah see that's the funny line that you got to dance like because i had my best performances when i wasn't concerned about winning or losing i was just concerned right. about like the moment like just having fun in the moment those were my best performances then the flip side uh, like i when i look back at it I would lose fights when I was too focused on winning or too stubborn on one direction. And if the fight was going bad like this way, I, I wouldn't adjust because I wasn't in the moment. So it's a, a, a very strange line you got to dance as a competitor of being like, you know, free and in the moment and relaxed, you know, and, and you know, uh, going hard in the yeah. moment to win. So it, it's like, uh, you know, man, it's a beautiful dance, the, the fight business. Uh, when I lost in high school wrestling, I wouldn't leave my dorm room for like three weeks. Right. Bro, I, I cried like, in front of Stipe Miocic. Really? Yeah, I like <laughs> okay. fucking cried when like a motherfucker. My last UFC fight, I just fucking cried right in the back. But, you know, you, you got to like... What, 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 what does Stipe do? He fucking went out there and beat the guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, he won his fight that night. But in the locker room, man, I came back... And I, I, it's funny because, you know, like, I haven't cried in, like, fucking forever. And I'm talking through jailhouse, through this, that, that. And I, sometimes I was like, man, I wish I could cry because it's so cathartic. Like, you feel better. Fuck you know, yeah. you just cry, 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 and then you fucking stand up, like, wipe your right. face, and yeah. okay, I'm better now. You know, and that's what I did. That's what I did. Eat a hamburger and <laughs> go about your day. <laughs> right. You know? But, uh, the uh, you know... Uh, it's like a, a very difficult thing to do, especially in our culture where, you know, you're supposed to be manly and never show emotion or whatever. But look, that's just that's for the birds, you know, to have that release and, and catharsis. It can make can help you to move on. Does Steve come up to you and like put his arm around you? Yeah. Do you really? We know. No. <laughs> no, he had business to do. I didn't expect him. I even, you know, I hid in my corner right. to like to be away from everybody. Leave me the fuck alone. You know, and, hey, you know, that's just the reality uh, of the fight life. You know, if you really care and really, like, want to try to try to win your fights and try to, you know, if you're a competitor, of course you put a lot into you, you put your whole life in, into fighting. That's why, you know, I, I, I understand. I understand those guys. It, it's hard for me to promote a fight because I understand that every guy, <laughs> every guy on the card is putting everything into it. Because if you're not, you know, it, it, it's it's hard to do this job yeah. yeah it's it's hard to do that job if you're just you know whatever not worried about it you yeah know? You know, even as a coach if a kid isn't upset that he lost that's when there's a problem yeah i'd much rather have a kid cry or do whatever now do you see the ross pearson knockout can we bring mm, that up bring so it Ro up ross pearson is not no longer in the ufc i think he was fighting in i don't know if this is cage warriors i don't i'm not really sure what organization but i've never seen anything like this so uh play it what is this man like can you do this? I already kid? know. I already know what this is. Watch yeah. this. I've done this in practice. Hold on. So he's fighting this guy. Third round. Under that okay. eye. Spinning Taking heel it. kick. Yada yada yada. All right. Pearson. Both guys look pretty damn tired. Oh, oh shit! What? Oh my god! Goodness. I told you there's a name for it. Yeah. Now, how do you do that? What is that? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's some. Uh, yeah, I, I ran into this. This is like a technique. This like. Uh, I think it's from Hop Keto or something like officially, but yeah, it's a rolling thunder kick. You 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 do a four roll and you're trying to aim 
Uh, I would. I even trained this near like the end of my career, where you like do you like stand back from the bag and step up, and then just you kind of do it like a shoulder roll, but then you leave one leg behind, and and if you can land your heel on his face, you knock that dude the fuck out just like that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, look, I like Ross Pearson. He's an awesome. Yeah, he's big great. Fan. But maybe it's time. I mean, I mean, look, bro, you gotta, you can't knock the knock the guy for busting out a no, sweet but ass he's, move. But it, no, of course, but uh, fuck, man, I guess it's hard to go out like this, right? I mean, yeah, we'll see him in BKFC. How, no, how do you even prepare for this? I mean, uh, I, in practice, one time uh, this dude tried to do that on me. You just step out the way, really. I mean, you gotta step, you gotta, uh, you gotta identify that it's coming. But he didn't even know this was coming. Yeah, look at it. He wasn't ready yeah. for that. He didn't know that that was a move in this guy's <laughs> arsenal. Like, what the fuck? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, wh what was that? Yeah. He still doesn't know. Yeah. So, oh, man. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I mean, look, the MMA needs some shit like that, you know? And that's a bummer that Pearson had to go out like that. But, dude, you got to give props to that guy for, of course. For, for digging deep into his tool belt and busting that one out. 50 seconds to go in third round? Come oh, on. yeah. Yeah, it sucks nobody's talking about that guy, you know? Yeah, Everybody's just talking about Ross Pearson getting knocked <laughs> Get the fuck out. out. I don't even know who that guy is. Gallon? I, what? Gannon? Gallon. gallon. Like a gallon, gallon of gas, a gallon of ass Woo! whipping. Oh, man. Ass <laughs> whooping. Yeah, that Down that was half. that was hard to watch wow. though. Uh, so is uh, is Gasoline logged on? No. Yeah. All right. So we'll just keep going. Uh, Kelvin missed weight for this uh, podcast. All right. So um, <laughs> now other fights that went on. Paul Craig uh, took on uh, Shogun. Shogun. That fight, I thought Shogun won. I don't know how they they, they called it a draw, and Shogun lost the first round. Won the second and won the third, except yeah. for like the last twenty seconds, and they made it a draw. It made no sense to me. Did you watch it? Weird. No, I didn't watch. Did it. Did anybody watch the fight? I watched it. Who did you think won? Um, well, I had money on Paul Craig. Yeah. In my parlay, so I was biased. I thought he won the third round, uh, but I could have seen it gone either way. To be honest, you know, two judges gave it for each of them. Okay, so Gaslam's ready, by the way. Uh, and then by the and then uh. Randy Brown beat Warley Alves. Yeah, yep. that's a shocker. I call yeah. that. You, you call really? that? Yeah. Warley Alves is the like, one guy yeah. to beat Colby Covington. He won the Ultimate Fighter. He's had an up and down career. Randy Brown's a kid they picked from Dana White's looking for a fight. He got yeah. he got starched by a bunch of guys. Uh, Bilal Muhammad like beat the shit out of him. Yep. And now and then he also he also got uh, against that one guy from Florida. That hammer fisted from the bottom. Um, Nico Price. You ever see oh, this that happened yeah, there? Dude. You see that fight? Nico no. Price. Can we talk up Nico Price versus Randy Brown right right before we, we, we get to Kelvin real quick? Because this another one of these things where I'm like, how, I didn't even know these moves were out there. It, like, have you ever get caught in a move where you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Mm, nah, man. I've been doing this since I was a little kid. I've seen like all the like the variation. I mean, look. I'm sure there's shit out there that I've never seen before, but so for the Nico, most part. So we could show up Nico Price, Kelvin Gaslam, because I love seeing, I love showing you stuff like this. Because, right. uh, yeah, he was, it looked like yeah, Nico, and Nico Price won his last fight by the upkick that yeah. James Vick. So yeah, this guy's like that. the king of winning from the bottom, which mm -hmm. normally they say don't pull guard, yeah. not a great move. But so, if, unless so you're Nico what, Price. I want to see this. Have, yeah, what what was the technique? Guard. Describe my, my it to Gage, me. by the way. So he was... Caught like in a triangle. Uh, what was it? He called? had like a he had like an underhook on one arm, 
almost like a side control from the had, bottom yeah from the bottom butterfly hook across his face yeah and he used the butterfly hook to pull his head in and did hammer fist fist. From the bottom. oh yeah you know what these nasty. are variations of stuff that that's really good uh, to be inventive like that it sounds like this dude is you know making up his own moves yeah. kind of and that that you know everyone you don't remember that every once in a while we see guys who like improvise you know who like have like some specialized skills that only they can do you know like the way you coach a guy is like okay you show him all this all the basics right you know keep your hands up chin down but then once you like master all this stuff you can break the rules you can bend them at first and then some guys can just completely break the rules you know that's what people were saying about like fedor striking yeah yeah exactly like he breaks the rules like his like weird like you know what i mean like, yeah, like swinging jalopy, from his yeah. damn yeah so it looks like that ain't gonna work but it works for him you know that there's always these outliers who who do who can do techniques that aren't really you know they don't look like they're technical moves but they work for him that you were an outlier in jiu-jitsu correct yeah i did weird stuff yeah like i would do weird techniques that you know, they're run-of-the-mill to me, but other right. people, you know, didn't do them. I, yeah, that's a, that's a, I, I love seeing stuff like that. It's like but, it, but it's hard as a coach sometimes because, like, especially when, like, coaching even middle school where a kid's getting away with something, but you're like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not going to work. It's not going to – and it just keeps working. And the middle school is different, though, because the dudes aren't, like, physically developed, like, exactly. to a point where they're so strong that, that, that goofy stuff doesn't work. <laughs> You know, like I seen, I know I went, I coached with you at that one tournament. I was cracking up because I was like, no, no, don't turn your head. Never mind. That yeah, worked. Like yeah. Does, like, how did he just the, get two points? Yeah. My favorite. That's a, that's, these are apples and oranges. These are oranges and bananas. Yeah. These are oranges and kiwis. I don't even know what the hell I'm my talking My favorite about. thing is the wrong side double leg. That works seems to work well, not, every the time. Worst is when you're on bottom. Down like, ah! Okay, so we got we got Kelvin Gastelum. We'll talk to Kelvin. Oh right yeah. Hey, what's up, Kelvin Gastelum? How are you, man? That hair. Yeah, he looking at us. Is it this one, Kelvin. Oh, I got to <laughs> put your damn headphones on. Thanks. Can you guys hear me? Can you see How me? are you, brother? Barely. Good, good, good. Can we get the volume up? The volume's a little weird. Uh, so we're talking to one of the best fighters in the UFC. Uh, he he was top two at 185, top two at 170. Uh, he was he's Everyone's like he's not going to be able to make it at 185. He knocked out Bisbing. Uh, he he beat Jacare. Uh, something you couldn't do, Mayhem. Uh, so and now I don't. Where are you? You're in Florida. Uh, how are you, man? What's going on? I'm in Miami Beach, man. Nice. I'm going to see you tomorrow at the Miami Improv. I'm going to do it tomorrow night. So are you, are you taking a vacation? My, What's going on? That was my, my Scarface impersonation. Miami Beach, man. Anyways. Can we get volume yeah. on this? Is there something? Uh, he said, help me. He said Miami Beach, man. Miami Beach, Is man. It, all right. Do we, how's the volume? Are we uh, Gage, thank you, man. You guys can hear Gage, me well or no? You. All right. Here we go. Uh, Kelvin, talk for a sec. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, that's better, right? It's better. Yeah. All right, talking to Kelvin yeah. Gastelum. So you taking a uh, vacation? I'm out in Miami Beach, brother, having a, a little little time to myself before I head back to work. Good. Now, did your girlfriend graduate high school? Is that what you're celebrating? <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, he has this, he has like a girlfriend in college. She's smoking hot. 
She, but she's got to be like what twenty one. She shows up to your fi fights wearing her sorority letters and stuff. She just looks so young, but she graduated years ago. But actually, actually, I, I got a confession to make. Her and I split up uh, a few months ago, like wow. two months ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. What happened? Was it because did she? Is it, she's dating Darren Till now? Is that what happened? Or, I think uh, so, man. No. She's a good girl. Uh, damn. All right. So, so you're in Miami, just rocking Cuban vagina right now. You're probably going crazy. Well, I met up with uh, I met up with Henry out here. I met up with Kamaru out here, and we're just having a good time. Well, Kamaru's Kamaru's in training, but uh, Henry and I are having a good time. You and you and Henry Cejudo. Do people think that you're his dad? <laughs> we pass for brothers. Uh, okay, I like it. I like it. Now, uh, that now I had money on you in that last fight. I'm not gonna ask like someone asked Nate Diaz like, hey, pay pay my my, my rent because I like blew my rent on your thing. Uh, I, I was Shoot. like, dude, I was, like, I, um, was it one of those things you just I couldn't get started? Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Was it something where you just couldn't get started against against Till? Yeah, man, I just felt flat. I don't know uh, if. It, it mayhem hasn't felt like that out on a fight night, just fucking flat and just yeah, not on, you know, at all. And just you not, think maybe not that not at all. maybe a little bit of overtraining or uh, like what are you gonna do different on the next one? I mean, uh, you got to learn from that, right? Right, right. And uh, I just think it's a lot of things that I I could have done better during during uh, fight week. You know, maybe rest a little bit more, not train as much, and, and mm. maybe not cut as much weight. You know, this time we cut it close. And uh, I think it all affected me, and, and it kind of felt flat, just real flat. Not, not my night, man. I don't even feel like I lost to Darren Till. You know, it's not like I got destroyed or flattened by him. It's just not my night that night. No, of course. Now, um... but man, I'm, 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 I've already got 2020 mapped out, bro. I'm, I'm so excited for for what's to come, man. I'm, I'm recharging right now here in Florida, as you can see. Uh, but 2020 is already mapped out, and I'm, I'm, I'm planning a big year ahead. Now you were a state champ wrestler. You're a great wrestler. In that third round, you went for a takedown, but there was like 20 seconds left. Um, do you kind of wish that you kind of went for the takedown uh, take earlier? Um, yeah, I mean, I just wish I could have been on, 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 my, on my shit that, that night more, you know? I mean, I, I just wasn't on my, on my game that night. I, it, it, I really, it's a sucky feeling that I never want to feel again. Well, you know, people always say like, hey man, Kelvin Gastelum in the gym, he shows up late, uh, the girls beat him, everyone fucks him, <laughs> everyone fucks him up, but then when it's fight time, you just knock everyone out. I mean, you're just a, a different fighter fight time. Um, but this, so maybe it was just an aberration, it was a one-time thing, it was something where it was just, hey, sometimes you just, this, this is the first time that ever happened to you, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah just felt fucking flat and just not on, you know, and it, it was really weird. I never felt like that in a fight, and I don't ever want to feel that again. Well, I mean, you're right there, man. Now, what happened on the scale? Because they said that you were, uh, your coach, <laughs> your coach, like, leaned forward or something. Yeah. You got in trouble. Like, what, 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 what yeah, exactly yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, Well, I guess my coach got a little too close, you know, overlooking uh, the scale there, and, uh, you know, I didn't even notice that he was right behind me. I was just <laughs> focused on making the weight. Uh, <laughs> Lifted you up by uh, the ass. <laughs> that's what they said. That's what they said. This guy. Now, did you, but you got, like, in trouble or, like, you, now you can't go back to New York? Like, what happened? 
No, I uh, I got a little fine for for doing that misconduct and um, for scale tampering. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, hilarious and for, then, be uh, for beating the system. No, but no. Now at 170, like, because you, you you were having a tough time making 170, but you could make 170. You won the Ultimate Fighter at 170. Um, what 85? Right? Oh, 85. But you used to fight at 170. Yeah. Uh, but then this time That's you had right. a tough time making 85. Like, did you get up to like 230, 240? <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> I no, I I did get really heavy in my after my fight with uh, Israel in April. I took a, a really long time off just because I wanted my hip, my body to heal up, and, and I, I took my myself away from training completely for like two months, and I, I did get up pretty pretty heavy, you know. Is it your mom? I think this is your mom's fault because your mom keeps making you right. Your mom makes you those like burritos and the this and that and all that Mexican yeah. food. Like you tell your mom like. Hang, unfortunately, I don't hang out with my mom that that much anymore because of that. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, mom with Sorry, the case of And then, okay, but then your girlfriend <laughs> was a nutritionist, and then you broke up with her, and then you, you gained right. you gained forty pounds. Like, like <laughs> who so are you? Her fault. Did you break up with her for Aunt Jemima? Like, who the fuck did you like? Is, <laughs> did she? What is, did she have stuff to do with this? No, no. I, I just feel like it, it was my fault, you know, in my time off. I gained too much weight, and then uh, I had, you know, this time I had a little bit of trouble. How much the weight, weight did but, you uh, cut? Oh, how much weight did you cut uh, the week uh, out? Sorry to cut you off there, bud, the but week, how much weight week, did you the, cut the week out? The week of uh, 15, 15, oh, okay. which I don't really ever do that much. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. actually, in most of my fights at 85, I'm walking at 85. Yeah, it seems uh, like that this, could this, definitely this time, affect uh, your conditioning, bro. 15 pounds yeah, in a week, no, you know, just, that that's kind of rough. You also have been knocking yeah, everybody no, out. And um, do you think maybe you kind of fell in love with your power? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I was pretty confident that I was going to knock him out. But out there and look like shit, so yeah, maybe. So was I, because like, you just... Yeah, your boxing is on point. He was a, a Golden Glove boxer. Oh yeah. So he, if you don't know Kelvin's story, because I know you've been away for a while, so uh, so <laughs> thanks, <buddy>. so so <laughs> Kelvin graduated high school, was like the eighth seed in the state tournament, won the states, right? Then he goes to college. He misses his mom. He's like, I, I miss my mom. I want to be home. Go drops out, becomes a bail bondsman. Oh yeah. And starts boxing. Nice. Becomes a Golden Glove boxer. Then he goes on the Ultimate Fighter. He's the last pick. Everyone's like, oh, this guy, this fat, chubby Mexican. Like, come on. He wins the Ultimate Fighter. Beats Uriah Hall in, in the finals. Fucks up Uriah Hall. Then he fights. He beats the next five guys. Then Tim Kennedy he misses, misses weight in New York City for uh, Donald Cerrone. Everyone fucking abandons him but me. I call him up yeah. because I, I, like, blocked my number and he, like, picked up. Right? So then we, be, we became friends. He fights Tim Kennedy. Yeah. Kennedy's like, like, I'm going to teach him a lesson. He beats the fuck out of Tim Kennedy, right? Yeah, yeah. Then Bisbing loses <laughs> yeah. to GSP. Yeah. Bisbing says, all right, I'm going to fight Kelvin to get my mojo back. He knocks fucking Bisbing yeah, out, yeah, right? Yeah. Which, is, which is crazy. Then he fights Israel. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, Israel's going to fuck him up. This is style bender. It's 2-2 going into the fifth. Yeah. And it was a real close one. He, he almost won, but, but Israel got him. I got I to say. It was very, very close. So now he fights Israel Darren Till. And like, here we are. Right? Am I am I right? Pretty much a good assessment of your life so far? 
I mean, some of your facts are a little skewed, but yeah. <laughs> hey, that's Adam Hunter, bro. Yeah. Welcome to the show, MMA Rose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he always but does that. Basically, yeah, you're 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 on the money, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he also chokes out Jake Ellenberger in one round. Nice. Uh, Damn, I mean, he's, that's tough. I mean, he's he just he's been that's fucking nice. everybody up. Uh, yeah. He's, so what do they got on the deck for you in 2020, bud? I I can't wait to see your next fight, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Um. I don't have an opponent lined up yet. I'm targeting maybe fighting around March. Hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> I want to make sure my holidays. I get the. <laughs> Yo, don't don't blow up to 255. All right, bro. <laughs> no, I'm we don't want to see not, you a heavyweight. I'm all right. <laughs> no, that was a learn, man. That's a learn. I'm gonna take it easy this this. But season, the body's but good though. The bo you're healthy, right? Everything's good. All right. Healthy, healthy, good, brother. Good. Healthy. All right. All right. Um, now I, I know that um. I know you. I know you got mad at Rogan because, or somebody during the fight, they said that you called Darren Till a stepping stone, and then you tweeted out right. like, "Hey, media is full of shit. I never called anyone a stepping stone." And then someone, <laughs> yeah. someone then played the tape of you calling him a stepping stone. Right. Uh, Who are you, right. Donald Trump? <laughs> it, it was like it was like <laughs> Maury. Like, let's go to the tape, and then and then you wrote, "Oh my bad." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Like Jamie pulled that shit up. Did you did, did you not remember? Did you not remember calling him a stepping stone? And, and nobody remembers what they say on the promos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Hell yeah. But that wasn't even my point. Oh. Hey man, connect the Wi-Fi. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's alright. Okay, what was your point? Uh, the, the point was that. There's so much control media has over influence, and you know, I, I thought I had said something, or I thought I had not something. And uh, the media has so much influence that it, it, if they say that I said something, everybody's gonna believe it, you know? Right. But when you say something, uh, but, everybody's but gonna believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did say it. Maybe you should have stayed in college. Uh, but, uh, you're not, but, uh, maybe you're not wrong. Yeah. You just fucked up. Yeah, it's okay, yeah, yeah, man. Look, yeah. Kelvin, you are the most likable human being I've ever met. Like, and you're, handsome, uh, too. Yeah, you're, you're one of these guys that, like, and you're a loyal dude, man. Like, you're a loyal guy. Like, you're one of those dudes, like, he came to my, my, we were in Vegas, and he came to my, my hotel room to do a podcast, yeah. and I, like, fucked it up. The sound was, like, beyond horrible, and, and it kept dying, and he just sat there like the nicest. <laughs> he's such a nice guy, man. Oh, that, he was yeah. just reliving like being that, a like, bail bondsman sitting there on his hands waiting for waiting somebody to come out the house. Yeah. <laughs> you're lucky I like you, brother. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Now, uh, now, have you been on, are you on Tinder or Bumble or... Grinder. I am uh, Uber Eats. You know what? I haven't been on Tinder. <laughs> what? No more. Are you, you, you are on Tinder or Bumble? No, I haven't been on that in years. Come on, bro. Facebook is his Tinder, bro. So this guy is on top of the world. He's Instagram. banging whoever he feels like. Instagram. There you go. Why are you always interested in everybody's <laughs> sex life, man? I don't know. I'm gonna, <laughs> always. Because yours is so sparse. Yeah, because my, I'm going to kill that for going to strip clubs. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. So you, you're hanging out All with right, Cejudo. Bro, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you, but I, I actually have to take off in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> did some did, hot did the uh, pizza come? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pizza's waiting for me at the door. Nice. Uh, All right. Well, I'll see you tomorrow night What's at the Miami Improv. Yes, sir. We'll see Thanks, you tomorrow, Kelvin. brother.
Thank you. Y'all take care, gentlemen. Good talking. See you, brother. Thank you. Have a good one. Hell yeah, that dude's fucking living fucking life rad. right now. Yeah. No, he lost that fight, but whatever. You know what I mean? He'll, he'll be back. He's like uh, a great competitor. Yeah. So that that it's good to see him doing good, man. It's like, that's he, awesome. He's, he's, and then he's never been dominated. Like, he's never been even... No, because he has well, a good base of skills. He's got the yeah. wrestling. He's got, you know, good boxing. It's difficult to, like, you know, crack that nut. A guy who has those skills in particular... Boxing and wrestling together is and like very difficult to just smash it. Under 10th planet, right? Yeah, he's a black belt. Oh, he does, yeah, planet, that makes yeah. sense. So just, he has a well-rounded game. I just, I just, I just the thing about him though is I get nervous about him being undersized because Till looks so much bigger than. Well, him. yeah, well, Till's I mean, fucking he fought oversized. at 70 and now he's walking around 85. But like you know? according Till to Mike Dolce, he, he, he can make he can make 55 according <gasps> to Dolce. How, how tall is he? I, I don't even know. Dude, he's like Six five. Feet. No, he's not. He's, Hill? No, Kelvin. Oh, Kelvin. He's like five ten. Five nine. Oh, really? I mean, he, you see him, you're like, yeah. how is this? But guy? he's like a muscle truck kind of dude. Yeah, he puts on a fat. lot of muscle. He's like, just a. It's like not just, He's just a. a he's one guy. of those dudes that's just like heavy, but you don't know why. You know, <laughs> you're like, where, where, like, where is bones. it? He's just fucking dense. No, and he, and he hits no. a lot harder than you think. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like he knocked out. Uh, he fought Weidman, mm-hmm. and the fight was almost over in the first. Because, I saw that. Yeah. And then Weidman came back and submitted him because Weidman's so much bigger than him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he could knock out anybody. I mean, I mean, Bisping definitely did not expect to get knocked out by him. No. You know, the speed difference too. Like if a guy's walking around a little bit lighter and like naturally smaller, like. Like the like, I'd rather fight a bigger dude than a smaller dude because my style, like my style, complements that. Because if it got like I fight dudes where I like I'm usually if I'm faster, it's like better for me. Right. But like when a guy is smaller and faster, it's like more difficult because the guy can just you know. So you'd rather fight quick. like uh, I'd rather fight heavyweight than damn. So you'd rather fight Tim Kennedy <laughs> than, than like or like you'd rather fight Rampage and Tim Kennedy? Yeah. Fuck yeah, because I'm faster, so that way, like, I can move, move my head, move out the way. Well, you know, and, and yeah, sure, that it's da- more dangerous to fight a heavier guy because if he does land something, it's like a doink, you know, and you could get knocked out. But the smaller guy can pick you apart, you know. It's like I fought, like I used to spar with a dude who was like a goal, like a Olympic. Uh, he was training for the Olympics, Olympic boxer. Dude was like. 145 and bro it was just, just like fighting up. a bumblebee yeah. it's like so annoying because yeah yeah i could get him with a good big one but he could hit me with three and then move you know it's more you know it's more difficult like yeah. um you know it, that's the interesting thing is with wrestling it was like the opposite you always want to get lighter you always think yeah, like yeah. but then well, but even jujitsu too yeah. it's easier to like scramble against a bigger big guy. slow guy yeah yeah you want a big strong slow guy more than like your weight. Takedowns only. You're right. You. Takedowns only. It really helps to be bigger. But you know when you're scrambling around on the ground, there's is that no... cause someone's neck though too. It's like so. It doesn't matter how big you are. You get someone's neck. You get someone's neck. There you go. Yeah. You know. Like and that. it's easier to get. Speaking a big of which, but before we go, so I don't know if you know this, but uh, so Bo Nickel, who's a world champion wrestler, he's like basically the, the modern version of Ben Askren, but probably but better. Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel. This guy <laughs> wrestled for I believe Penn State. Big, tall, lengthy guy, three-time NCAA national champion. Uh, Bone Nickel. Bone Nickel. Bro, I'm liking this guy's name. Does he have a first name or is it just Bone Nickel? Oh, his name is Bone Nickel. Nickel. Oh, bro, Bone Nickels. Man, I hope he got that Twitter. He does these weird things. Like, if we look up Bone Nickel NCAA finals, he does these things where you're just like, come on. Like, basically, like... 
This He's a funk wrestler. Had him pinned, and he just like over under from the back threw the guy and, and, and pinned him. He's just, just a like. Beast. You're He's just like, how is this happening? Beast. And then he says things like, oh, I do that all the time in practice. Yeah. But you let guys pin you. In, like, so he is like right now the it guy in wrestling, in mm. the wrestling community. How, do I, how have I missed Bo Nickel? I, I go through the Reddit uh, wrestling. You know, I, uh, I, guess, I haven't seen him yet. So he. Okay, I'm going to research this guy so, and get back to you. It sounds like an awesome dude just from his name alone. So he accepted a grappling match against. Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan. You know who Gordon Ryan is? Uh, faintly. So he's now the number one, the world champion. I don't follow jiu-jitsu. Just won ADCCs. He's two-time ADCC gold medalist. Okay, okay. IBJJF Worlds. Fuck yeah. Every he also does EI. He also another beat. And he no, doesn't right. look like the, tap, the, the typical jiu-jitsu guy. Like, he's shredded, right? He's a big... Like, it's like 230. Looks like the athlete. Hall. When, when, all right, when is this going down? That, that sounds... December They're having a grappling match. Where? Uh, December 7th, I think. And It'll be on Flow Grappling, but yeah. it's like a jujitsu rules. But yeah. no, no leg but, locks. But no leg locks. Oh, okay. Uh, but I don't see how Bo Nickel can win because he's not a jujitsu guy. What do you mean? <laughs> Take the guy down, back out of his guard. Take the guy down. That, that's probably going to be the strategy. You know, uh, when I coached like, uh, guy, like guys who just know wrestling, <laughs> we go, no, nah, you're not going to do jujitsu. You're going to make this a wrestling match. Right. That's the strategy. In practice, that's hard, especially against a top-level jiu-jitsu guy. It's going to be really difficult to avoid. To just get out, cool. back out of his guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's hard. When but, there's no but, strikes you know, allowed. Exactly. But according to Gordon Ryan, right, they're going to have a wrestling match afterwards or something? He said, he said this, something along the lines of, I understand that this is a very, like, jiu-jitsu heavy rule set, so we're going to do another one. You think? <laughs> we're going to do another one that's a wrestling heavy rule set. Well, I don't... But it's all, like... To me, it's like these MMA guys that want to go into boxing. Like, you're not going to win. Like, Masvidal called out Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. Tyron Woodley Woodley called out Alvarez. Good. It's a money grab. Yeah, make some money. Now, now, are they thinking, like, okay, it's it's basically a win-win because if I lose, I lose in this guy's skill set. Yeah. And if I win, I I get $30 million. So if you lose, you get $30 million. Exactly. Yeah, I don't see any boxers. (laughs) You know, if if the dynamic were switched where... You know the MMA, like if if UFC would damn spread some money around and like you know get Canelo Alvarez to do jujitsu, I'd like to see him get double leg through the ceiling and then fucking choked unconscious. <laughs> we'll have with James Tony. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Jay, or, uh, you know, Mayorga. That's what I'm saying guy. because the the skills don't translate, and it's the same thing. Like if you spend your whole life boxing, you're gonna be much better at boxing. Of course. You know, and, and for the. You know, MMA, look, MMA guys are fearless. They, they're not scared to box. Right. Do they have the skills to hang? Nah, probably not. You know, but, I mean, if they're going to go make some money, hats off to them. No, I, I get it. But even with this Bo Nickel thing, I'm like, where he's just going to make wrestlers look bad in, in some ways because he's probably going to get choked out pretty Look quick. at Askren versus Maya. It's pretty much like the same scenario, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I mean, and as a wrestler, I want to see the wrestling guy win. And Askren has a See, G- you're so racist, yeah. bro. <laughs> Yeah, you're racist against jujitsu guys. Well, unless Bo is training jujitsu, I don't see how he wins. Hey, those. our cauliflower ears well, why are just as earned. Why wouldn't okay? he train jujitsu? Because he's a. I'd be happy to help him out. But he's a college champion. I mean, he's in, gonna train in jujitsu for what two months? Yeah, and he's gonna do no, two months, two weeks. To, it's in like two weeks. I mean, unless he's already training in jujitsu, which I don't think he is. Nah. 
I don't know. I like. I went to like Penn State and wrestled with those guys. They just whooped my ass like pretty you good. Did? That's where yeah. you're from. And then, oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Well, I, yeah. I went and I went to Lehigh up there and I wrestled with all the guys. And it was I got a couple of takedowns every once in a while, but like mostly I just got fucking de- what, demolished. What year? But then that? at the end of practice, we did jujitsu and I just strangled everybody. And it was you know. When was, like, was this in your life? Uh, this is like I don't know five uh, two thousand and. And ten or something. So you were like going that. with like uh, it was before like Phil Davis with those guys. It was after they yeah, done. It was yeah no uh, it was they knew Phil so it was like around that time but he wasn't there. Because I remember so. those two guys were hiding out in your house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pat Cummings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Eric Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Were two guys that went to Penn State and they were national finalists. I mean Pat I think came in second. Or, yeah, they were badasses. Yeah. Badass guys. Eric Bradley was the best guy I've ever actually trained with. And like I actually was like. I've never felt so helpless wrestling somebody before. Yeah, he's a beast, yeah. And the fact that he didn't make it very far in MMA is like, whoa. That was know, yeah. eye-opening. He had, really, he had a really tough time adjusting. You know what I mean? He had a tough time. Like uh, He kind of was set in his ways. A lot of guys who, who come from wrestling, if you're set in your ways, yeah, it, it's difficult to adapt. Like You have to like be relaxed to, like and understand to change your stance and like you know become like evolve in a different way. But if you're stuck like... This is the way I'm gonna do my double leg. Right, it's gonna be difficult to adapt and and become a top MMA. So, player. so these two guys went back to Penn State, like, like alumni, and robbed a bunch of frat houses as <laughs> as a joke. Pat Cummings and Eric Bradley, not like two regular guys. So now they're on the run for the, the law and staying at Mayhem's house. <laughs> <laughs> and like, not a bad place to stay at the time. <laughs> so I remember that like you were harboring fugitives. <laughs> Look, man. Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm not gonna make any excuses for my conduct, okay? But they were my buddies. They okay. needed somewhere to stay. Yeah, no, of course. Can we bring up Bo Nickel NCAA Finals Gage? Thanks for being so cool, by the way. Uh so because I want to show you this this crazy sweep. So, all right, we're jumping around a little bit, but uh okay, here we go. I think this was it. Uh Bo Nickel, Miles Martin. Yeah, right here. So he's number one guy. Watch this. So he could put on his back. Yeah. See, there's where a and oh, that's totally a black ball jiu-jitsu, bro. Yeah, but that's really, like, that's like bad white black I do that all the time, though. That's that, in the that, NCAA that, finals listen, against bro, the number two guy in the world. That wasn't, country. he wasn't even, in, in my in I my do that view, all the time. Yeah, I do that all the time. I mean, Look, if, if go, he actually like, had the butterfly hook in, it would have worked a little better? No, no, that worked just fine. He, he used his knee on his cock. It was perfect. But I mean, that guy was not expecting that. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, that was insane. That, you, no. you know, that wasn't impressive to you guys to, to do that again. The NCAA. To me, that looked like jiu That's that's yeah. exactly what I would do. I mean, it was impressive for sure. He had an underhook. He had like kind of a a guillotine type uh, position. Yeah. But because he had this underhook here, look, somebody broke this down. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, see, I would call this a guillotine. But yeah. he has his underhook and guillotine. And then he used because he lands underneath him, the the fulcrum is the guy's butt and the his knee. So yeah. it, he like threw him up over. That that was pretty uh pretty awesome. Is it impressive to get this in a, such a top level wrestling? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Definitely. But right at the same time, you know, this is I like very a jujitsu guy would have like sat back, sprawled out, and not fell for this. Uh, more, really? more than likely, yeah. top level jujitsu guy would. They're just gonna drop to their knees. Like, like when, I, they, right I, when you feel that foot, I always I feel like when I'm rolling knees. with jujitsu guys, 
my top pressure they don't is better than their top pressure because maybe yeah but what i'm saying is but I mean, I, I do because your top but pressure if I feel, is just top pressure yeah if i why. feel there's under, no threat of submission or any passing if i oh, feel if i feel like a butterfly hook which is this is kind of a modified butterfly hook if i feel a modified butterfly hook i like will bail out backwards yeah. and just flop so that way i don't see he his his center He's of gravity right him. now his center of gravity, his hips, are right over top of this butterfly hook. He expected to go around to the right and and like end up, you know, so he expect he, he expected that Bo he expected roll, Bo to belly out. Yeah. Bo said, "Fuck that! I'm gonna try this butterfly hook sweep and it worked." I mean, whatever the hell he called so you're, elevator. So you're saying the guy helped Bo by putting all that pressure? Yeah, yeah he, absolutely. He, he, That's he, what got he him that re, move. He didn't respond like a jiu-jitsu man. He responded like a wrestler. Right. You know, right, and right, that right. that worked in his favor. Which is I, why I it's sweat. still you're right. It is a super impressive technique. But like I said, in jiu-jitsu, the guys are ready for this. Like, like, like right, right now. He's yeah. getting his back taken by Gordon Ryan, and he's going to get choked. Exactly, out. And, and 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 right. See how Martin is uh, high right here. Why? You, there's no way you'd be sprawling back if you're doing jujitsu. Like but I've seen yeah. wrestling kids do this, like middle school kids, like that kid last year. Just basically not as technical as this, yeah. but not at this level. Not the number two guy in the in the country. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, that's like I mean. That was insane. I mean, that guy. This is this guy's probably a four-time state champion wrestler, yeah. uh, a three-time yeah. finalist. Yeah, you know. See, and, but like I said, jujitsu man would never be butt high like this. Why? Yeah. Why? I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to uh, get. You know. If he knew what he was doing right now, he would be sprawling. Yeah. It, He'd be sprawling. If he realized. Right leg windshield wiping over his knees. Yeah, it's one. It's one of those things where dudes are like, uh, it's just a different. Like when a guy breaks the rules of conventional wrestling, see how he yeah. ne wow. high need him. That see that's impressive. When a guy breaks the rules of conventional wrestling, you don't expect it. That's why these techniques are so beautiful. That's why we're talking about it. Is because this guy broke the conventional rules of wrestling and did a technique and that just blew our head off. But also, but now, yeah. but Bo Nickel says he planned this. Yeah. There's no way he planned this. Yeah, he did. Or he right look, when he felt that single leg happen, it was already done. No, there's no he way he went to done. his back on purpose. Yes. He got put on his back. No, and the guy, he didn't, dude. No, he just <laughs> he just knows this technique. That's high level grappling. You really think that Bo Nickel let this guy put him on his back? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm certain. He didn't put him on his back. Bo Look, Nickel sat down. He didn't. He, he, he got sits to, down. He got the two point hook. takedown. The guy on top. He's not giving up a two point takedown to get him to, to, to take him. No, on. he, he was all, get he already fucked up and that. he already fucked up and the guy had him deep and was almost taking him down. So instead of just bailing out and flopping on his belly yeah. and get, giving up the two, he did this sit down butterfly hook technique. What well, what are you not getting through your head I'm that getting, people like <sighs> He didn't just pull this out of his ass. He practiced that move and then when it came up, he did. Did it. I do that every day? So maybe he does do jujitsu, Bonico. Well, he not, definitely he, does something similar. I don't think he, he understands did. grappling but I don't, more than he understands wrestling. He's a he's I don't a think grappler. people are putting him on his back in wrestling practice. And, 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 like, for sure exactly. they are. What do you mean? Look, what <clears throat> when you wrestle a guy like for me, like I would always work tech, like even now. Like when I'm going with a guy who, you know, he's good, but he's not fucking awesome, I'll I'll put myself in terrible positions yeah. and then work my way out. Or, or, or the I'll, coach will put you in those positions. Like when we, when we put like one guy has this, one guy has on his back, start wrestling. Yeah. I, it just, it just, this guy is such a high level wrestler. It's, it's, 
hard to believe that he's getting in that position that often. Well, I mean, but he's not going to practice every day and smashing everybody. He's working techniques. And, and I think the reason that he is such a high wrestler is because he works different stuff like this. He might let a guy who's not as good as old Martin right there to put him in a bad position and then get his, you know, work his way out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. he definitely has trained that technique. He didn't just make it up on the spot. Of course. He definitely drilled that a bunch of times. And then when it came up in this match, he he summoned it and made it happen. It was it was very impressive. The, was the place went ballistic. Yeah, that I was mean. badass, yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the uh, – by the way, I felt bad – my man, uh, first of all, James Krause won. Uh, super happy for him. Mm -hmm. Because oh, you gotta leave. I gotta go. All right, James Krause, by the way, is like one of these guys. Stupid. Work. He's out of uh, Missouri. Just a great human being. Like his sister or someone in his family has like uh, kids that are like on drugs or something happened. Someone was on drugs. He took him in. He's just a, a good human being. He's all one right. of those guys where I'm like, ah, I'd love to be like I like James Krause. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, another guy who I really like, who Jared Gordon. Who, um, former heroin addict, hooked on drugs, then went some kind of injury. They put him on painkillers while he was under, hooked on drugs again. Damn. Now in the UFC, was like 11 and 1 going into the UFC, and just got starched oh, yeah. uh, by um, Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira, which sucked. Yeah. But Oliveira then called out McGregor. Which, he did? Yeah, he's like, Conor McGregor. And I'm like, McGregor's not fighting you. Like, yeah, well, everybody's trying to get some money. Yeah, you but... Know? Uh, you can't blame them. No, but at the same time, call out someone that you think that they're actually going to put you up against. Like, I don't see that. He's 145, right? Oliveira? I think he's 55. 55? Yeah. I think he deserves like a top-tier opponent. Because oh, he's on like a, what, 11-fight winning streak or something like that? Yeah. All by knockout I'm like 11 fight, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how are you going to hate on the guy for trying to, uh, you know, punch up? Mm -hmm. Of course I don't hate on him. I just think that, realistically, McGregor, if he does come back, they're putting him up against... A Nate Diaz trilogy fighter, or could be. What is or McGregor doing? Is he just spending some money, huh? He's yeah. just hanging out. He just—he's a guy that. He like, does, is he saying he's going to fight again? Because yeah, you know, according to Twitter, oh I great, can't wait to come back. And he's talking about Khabib and how much Khabib sucks and this and that. But Khabib killed him. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, beat him pretty bad. I mean, yeah, but I, Khabib. You know, I was thinking about it recently, and I, I think I'm on the Khabib hype train for sure, but. I did see some gate like glaring flaws in the striking. Everybody talks about his striking is good too. I think his striking complements his wrestling, which that's the smartest way to fight when you're such a dominant wrestler. But if he tries to, you know, strike with like, you know, if he ends up in a striking battle with McGregor, McGregor can win. Like, I don't think Khabib's uh, striking isn't is that developed really. It's just it just like I said, it's smart the way he, he punches in order to wrestle. Uh, but if he hangs out there too long, kind of an old Ronda Rousey kind of complex, you know? Well, I heard he, they talking about Khabib Ferguson and March. I listen, it's about time. I've been campaigning for that fight forever. Tony who, Ferguson needs to fight him. Who do you think wins? Oof. Oof. You know what? I'll say Ferguson. I think I mean, Ferguson has a way better shot than everyone's given Khabib. I mean, given you know, given him. I think you, that it, it definitely can happen. But he gets hurt a lot in his Who fights. Does? Ferguson. Yeah. He's one of these guys that gets hurt, comes back, gets hurt, comes back. If he gets if he gets hurt, will Khabib let him come back? Yeah. You know what? That's a that's a good. Uh, you know, I, I want to see how things develop because if it really happens in March, I'm going to be excited. I'll be watching that one. 
Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's about that. damn time. Now, bare knuckle boxing. You watch this? <laughs> no, I saw some highlights. First of all, your your ex training partner is now the new champion. Oh yeah, Joey Beltran. Awesome. Is the heavyweight <laughs> champion of bare knuckle boxing. Well, he makes beat sense. Chase Sherman, and he said this is the most important fight in his life. He was crying, and it was a great fight. It Bel- was Beltran's awesome. I'm glad he's doing good, man. That's cool. You guys used to spar together, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was he like in sparring? Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's yeah. A spar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a spar. But uh, I, I give him a lot. He said that he's always had something going on in his life, and not to make excuses, yada yada. But he really trained for this, and all the you know there was so many times that you know, should we still do this? Should we quit? This and that. So good for him. He beat Chase Sherman. It was a good. And Jason Knight, who they call him Hick Diaz. This guy. There's a video of him beating up two guys in a bathroom stall. <laughs> That came out last week. Hot. Uh, I guess he said he was taking a piss, and someone was crying about his girlfriend, and he made a joke, and they came to the stall, and, two, and then he started punching these two guys. Who's filming in a toilet? <laughs> like, what the hell kind of toilet is this guy <laughs> hanging out at? Was it a webcam or something? Like, he's in a. He was One in of a, the other guys that was like trying to punch him. He beat up two was, guys. He, he was he, filming yeah, and punching. He, well, the guy, the guy was, only had one hand. So the, guy the other guy's him. hand was on his dick, was, taking a piss. The guy behind those two guys. <laughs> oh, so okay. Hick Diaz. So you know, you know about this guy Artem Labov? Yeah, yeah. So they call him the goat because he was like fourteen and fourteen in the UFC <laughs> or MMA. Nice. And now he was the, he beat Paul Malignaggi in bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, I so remember. So he beat yeah. Labov. This was the rematch, and it was a good fight. But night one, mm. and then afterwards. Uh, can, we, can we talk about? Can we pull up the uh, prayer session that happened? Uh, he <laughs> held the prayer session nice. in a bare knuckle boxing ring, uh, which was my wife loved it because she's a big Christian. Uh, <laughs> it, it did, but the YouTube comments were fucking hilarious. Of like, yeah, Jesus sanctioned guys to punch other without gloves. Like, like, like this is this is what God's all about. Like, like if you want to laugh, look at the bare knuckle boxing. Uh, so this was Jason Knight. After he won, and I like Knight. Uh, he, you know, he even says after he the UFC party too much and uh, fucked around, had girlfriend problems, and so this is him after he wins against Labov. All right, so uh, before we do that, let me let me borrow this for just a second. Everybody in here, if you will, take your hats off. I gotta give this moment to God, so y'all give me a, give me a few seconds to say a little prayer. Oh. Dear Lord. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, I'm telling you, you've been doing so many amazing things in my life. And thank you for everything. Thank you for letting me get in here and do my thing tonight. Thank you for letting us all get in here and do our thing. Everybody that got here safely, I ask that you please let them get home safely. I ask you everything in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs> well done, Jason. Talk about the how you... Kicks ass. Hey, good for him. You know what I mean? Look, you can't... <laughs> look, you're laughing, but you can't... Look, this guy prays, you know, he like... Has a special relationship with God. Of course. And this is his job. Yeah. This is what he does. It's a sport. I love the guy. Exactly. He seems yeah. like a great guy. He does. He does. Uh, I, I'm a big fan now. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Praise Jesus. That, that's pretty awesome. So, uh, and then your boy, Johnny Bedford. Oh, yeah. He, he, he won. He's undefeated in bare knuckle boxing. He fought Crazy Horse. Yeah. Who changed his name to Felony. I know. Uh, <laughs> good for good for Felony. Yeah. Three minutes. We got to go. All right. Yeah. yeah. But Felony... Uh, Trolled him during the weigh-ins. He the whole time during the. Uh, can we can we bring up felony, uh, <laughs> felony, Johnny Bedford weigh-in, uh, and then felony broke his hand uh, during the fight and then quit. 
Second time, he's he's zero and two in bare knuckle boxing because he I think broke the first time he broke he broke both of his hands. His yeah, first but this time, time he only broke one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn. So he's getting better. So this I missed, was the, I missed his old name, Crazy Horse. Yeah. So this was the way in between uh, felony, and, and then he walked into the bare knuckle boxing with his his jeans around his ankles. Yeah. yeah. And, and his shorts on. Makes uh, sense. Into his fight. Yeah. Don't make yeah I mean, this dude's one of a kind. It's um, like Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show. He's uh. You know, the thing about Crazy yeah. Horses, you're yeah. always going to get a show. Can't miss these goals. It might not be the show that you want to get. It's called Moving Target. So this is Crazy Horse laying in. Um, and he, for some reason, he's I guess he's like streaming live uh, during the weigh-in. Got to get the Facebook if All these kids wouldn't hear I would get butt-ass naked, but... 146.0 pounds for Sean the greatest character. Too bad you weren't there to tell him to, like, put some clothes on, you know, yeah. if he was butt-naked. Put your pants on. Quit swinging your pants. Scroll like, a little faster. I just like seeing Anthony Johnson in all these clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So him against Johnny. And then you, you were Bedford's coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice guy, right? Great guy, yeah. I mean, he's a real tough guy, this kid. Tough. I mean, he's a guy you just don't want to fight. I think he's like a four-time state champ wrestler from Indiana. He's just the guy. Like, So him and Crazy Horse are a felony. They definitely, like, Crazy Horse. He's <laughs> taking pictures. I you watch you get beat up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this dude is... He's, he's next level. I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> but Crazy Horse was actually doing really well. Doing I mean, well. He yeah. was losing the fight, but he was he definitely fucked up Bedford's face. Yeah. I mean, he hits hard. Yeah, I mean, but damn, if his hands are falling apart, you know, yeah. what I mean, that that's tough. So here he is, turned his back on him, and like, you know, so this is that. So anyway, uh, so that was that. Uh, this week, MVP is fighting coming up. You know, Michael Venom Page. You ever heard of that guy? He's yeah, a guy that, like, you know, it was the next big thing. He got knocked out by Diego Lima, uh, which was a, but he won his last fight. And they, he has a new opponent. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, that's his position in Bellator. And then coming up, quick predictions, Mayhem, real quick, uh, for fights coming up. Um, Overeem, who's that guy Overeem is fighting? Undefeated guy? He just won his fight, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. He's, like, from Zimbabwe or some shit. Just a giant black dude. Um, He's probably gonna win against Overeem. Yeah, <laughs> why? He's gonna get. He's gonna land that one punch, and then you know Overeem's uh, his chin is kind of. But he's untested though. He's untested. Uh, but on that card, actually, Overeem versus Rosenstreich is Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Cavillo against Marina Rodriguez. Cavillo's a girl that was her ex-boyfriend cheated on her. She went to get back in shape to take a, a, a fitness class, yeah, and now she's eight and one in, in in the UFC. A little badass Mexican. Stefan Struber is Ben Rothwell. Oh wow, that's that's a good fight. That is a good. It's fight. It's like a Bellator main event, but I'm still gonna <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still gonna watch it. And then uh, Tim Means versus Tiago Alves. That's a great fight. Another guy who went to jail. Bryce Mitchell is a guy who's ten and zero, who uh, in his other job. It was like a, a driller and drilled his nutsack by accident <laughs> and then posted the picture on another guy. He's from Tennessee. I think it's from the same place these guys are from. Uh, and then posted that. So, yeah. so this He is needs a, a little prayer session. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got coming up, Joe? Uh, you can go follow me on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. My Aren't username. there like 11-year-olds on that thing? Hey, man. That's the audience these days. It's okay. the majority of uh, consumers. Uh, my name is Hot Chin Action on TikTok. Um, God damn. Damn Hot chin action. Can't wait okay. to download okay. that. 
<laughs> and then what else you got coming? That's pretty much it right now. Uh, mayhem. Bro, I mean, I'm going to get on hotchinaction.com, whatever the hell it is. And uh, yeah, bro, thanks for having me. It was a fantastic show. It was. I mean, it always is. Uh, I'm at I'm at Miami Improv tomorrow night if, you, if this is, gets out by then. Then I'm at Comedy Key West, Key West, California, uh, Key West, Florida, Thursday or Friday uh, this week. And then um, I'm going to be... Um, December 6th at the Long Beach Laugh Factory, December 8th to the 14th in Las Vegas at the uh, the Strat. It's not called the Strat anymore. It's called the Strat at the LA Comedy Club at the Strat. The same week as Colby Covington versus Usman. Uh, maybe I'll get two tickets and uh, you'll, you'll come out there, uh, Mayhem. Um, but thank you guys uh, for listening to us. Uh, thank you to uh, Speedweed for putting this all together. And take care. Have a great week. Trap sauce, trap dance. sons to hook them, Dorpotan. Tavas told them, Dorpotan. Yeah, yeah, yeah.